Namaste everyone and welcome you all to the 62nd session of Guru Bodha. We have with us today Dr. M.B. Kuraja sir and M.B. Dr. Raghuram sir. Uh, I dedicate this and all of my works at the holy feet of Dr. A. Chandrasekhar Udupa. And uh, this session is made uh, available live exclusively to our weekly uh, class subscribers. So, uh, coming to the topic of the day, there are very rare herbs which target blood circulation, respiratory system, and cardiovascular system very efficiently. And Pushkaramula or Inula racemosa is one among them. Uh, a very unique herb. Inula racemosa is uh, one of the <clears throat> important herb as well as a unique one. Typically, it is uh, growing at the very high altitudes of Himalayas and definitely it is one of the endangered species right now. When it comes to its efficacy to treat the, so many conditions, particularly related with respiratory system, it's a, one of the wonderful drug, particularly when the person is coughing a lot and due to that coughing, he developed a pain in the flanks. To overcome such flank pain, Inula racemosa or Pushkaramula is one of the important drug. Acharya Charaka says very clearly, Shwasakasa Hikka Parshushula Harana. Very clearly, it is for the Parshushula, a very important drug. Its availability is, is a mort question mark because there are a lot of uh, issues in collecting these things because it's an endangered one. But anyhow, now it is under uh, somewhere in the higher altitudes of Himalaya, it is also under uh, agriculturing uh, thing. It has been undergrown, uh, cultivated. So, anyhow, this is one of the wonder drugs which has a versatility in treating Shwasa, Kasa, Hikka and Parshashula. Particularly the uh, symptoms related with respiratory system to a large extent. This Parshashula is kind of very, uh, uh, not so very co common symptom. Some people correlate it with the, uh, pain in the flanks and some people even uh, correlate it with angina pectoris and uh, I think uh, Vaidya Subhash Sharma of uh, uh, Delhi uh, had mentioned in one of the discussions that it is used in pain arising due to cardiac reasons. So. Maybe that is the, uh, the uh, you know, versatility of uh, Ayurveda. <coughs> Each and every drug can be used as per one's own convenience and his intelligence. That's what Ayurveda has said very clearly. The one who is able to do the planning for treatment is the physician. He can able to use his yukti and uh, um, treat the condition. So, whereas, Parshashula, for a term it is being taken, anything on the sides of the chest. So, it may be arising due to, um, you know, as uh, Dr. Subhashyama sir said, it is uh, from the cardiac origin or it may be due to the continuous sudden jerky expansion of the costochondral uh, muscles and uh, intercostal muscles. Maybe because of that, the person is experiencing pain. So, in those conditions, definitely it is a drug of choice. It can be used. And and uh, coming to uh, uh, Sanskrit synonyms, Padmapatra, Kashmira, probably Kashmira refers to, you know, its availability in higher altitudes. Uh, sir. And any, any other special uh, observation to be made here, sir? Very uh, difficulty is in identification of this drug when it is... Yeah, I mean, a useful part is available in the market because it's a very much closely resembles with the kushta, the plant, Sasurya Lappa, 
and it's usual for that's why many times it's called in hindi it's called as a meeta coot and katwa coot they say they, they say they make a difference so that's the reason we have got two varieties of available sometimes both are admixture to one another maybe because of both are growing in a similar altitude and similar places the people who collect it they are not so skilled then the chances of mixing those things that is also there and many times the vendors straight away substitute is one another against the other when you ask for a pushta they will say give you pushkaramula and when you ask pushkaramula they give pushta something like that but it is difficult to understand why that happens but one important reason being because both are growing in a similar altitude and similar locations and geographic conditions that's the reason very easily we can find them both can be mixed together and it may be voluntarily may admixture or it may be accidentally mixed yeah i took this a picture in uh, air while visiting a pharmacy does this resemble to pushkaramula sir can it is marketed to sample of pushkaramula but by just by looking at this it's uh, very difficult to identify that this is the pushkaramula pushkaramula looks like this even the kushta looks like this sasuriya lappa also looks like this uh, moving on yeah yeah classical categorization charaka Uh, Acharya has clearly mentioned it as Shwasahara. Shwasahara can be correlated or understood as bronchodilation and also mucolytic action, sir. Definitely one which helps to ease out the Shwasa. It may be by mucolytic action or it may be by bronchodilatory action or it may be even antitussive action. So that's drug one which is able to reduce the Khasa, Shwasa and Hikka. Peculiarly, the three important lakshanas of respiratory system. Definitely, this is the drug of choice. We have got only few drugs which can work in that way. That is one of these. So, it's Vasa, then another is Tulsi, then um, Karpura, some few drugs are there. In that reason, the Barangi and Pushkaramula. I usually use Pushkaramula in the form of Asava, Pushkaramula Asava. It is very abundantly available. I usually mix it up with Vascarista and give it, and it gives results in particularly the respiratory illnesses like it may be even uh, bronchitis, uh, condition in the chest, mucolytic conditions, or um, the person is uh, coughing too much. and producing a productive cough with uh, yellow color sputum so usually uh, we use these conditions and it gives results yeah so regarding parshashula i would like to add a couple of points parshwa actually translates to sides of the body so we can uh, consider two two things here udara parshwa and ura parshwa so udara parshwa is the sides of the abdomen or the belly uh, ura parshwa is the sides of the chest region so the entire region from the axillary region to the upper point of the hip is considered as uh, parshwa so there are two parshwas one on the right and one on the left again they can be divided into urdhva parshwa and adha parshwa like upper parshwa and lower parshwa upper belongs to the sides of the chest and lower belongs to the sides of the abdomen if it is not specified parshwa will be taken as ura parshwa only if it is not specified it will be taken as default as the sides of the chest itself so coming to pushkara mula in parshashula yes it is uh, as gurraja sir already detailed it uh, it is the one, uh, drug of the choice and the best one in uh, uh, parshashula so many people haven't experimented this on the udara parshashula but i think uh, even in uh, uh, some conditions of the abdominal pain when it is uh, uh, related to the sides of the abdomen so where the pain is uh, 
So whatever organs, we need to study that particular region of anatomy. So if the pain is uh, limited and also uh, to that particular size of the abdomen, we can use Kushkaramula. Uh, so that is a uh, broad spectrum idea So to be implemented. Even I haven't used it that in Udara Pashwa. So whenever we discuss Pashwa, it is discussed as Ura Pashwa and Udara Pashwa. In Ura Pashwa, yes, clinical findings and also experiences of practice, it tells that it is one of the best ones. So what comes in Ura Pashwa is both conditions like uh, the heart conditions, the uh, lung conditions, the pleural conditions, all those conditions should be taken, even the pleurisy, the pleural pain, almost everything, all the pains coming towards the side or which starts in the center of the chest or uh, in the uh, middle part, in the mid uh, clavicular line and then goes towards the uh, left side. So that is a uh, subaxillary region and it just concentrates in that particular region should be considered as uh, Parshva itself. In all these conditions, Pushkara Mula can be thought of. When we speak about Shwasa and Kasa, these are the main uh, diseases which are causing the Parshva Shula. And Shwasa and Kasa can have a cardiac origin as well as a lung origin, as well as a pleural origin. So as well as costochondral, as Guruja sir already said, the intramuscular, so that is uh, the muscle pain also, the muscles located in the sides of the chest and in between the ribs, that can be uh, considered as Pashvishula. So all these uh, conditions should be considered while using Pushkara Mula. One more, one more thing I found very effective in Pushkara Mula is, again, it is endangered and endangered and it is not available. Uh, so that is uh, Shrunga Basma or Murga Shrunga Basma, so which is very effective in uh, in Harshashula. I have seen physicians mix this Pushkara and uh, Murga Shrunga Basma, both those things like Pushkara Mula Sava or something, Pushkara Ambuta. So with the pinch of uh, Murga Shrunga Basma. Murga Shrunga Basma, again, uh, is, uh, I think it is uh, endangered and it is not at all available. So I don't know, some pharmacists are preparing that. So Probably I don't know whether it is uh, good enough to sell it in the counter or not. So many people even after having the stock have hesitated to use Murugashranga Basma in the pharma, uh, pharmaceuticals or uh, so wherever we can procure that. But, so Shranga Basma is one of the best one other than uh, Pushkaramula in handling the cases of Parshashula. So these are the points just I want to add uh, to the discussion. Uh, thank you, Raghuram, sir. sir, please. Uh, as uh, rightly pointed out by the program uh, regarding that Shrungabhasma can be added. Many times it so happens that uh, Shrungabhasma is once again, it's an animal origin one and it is uh, protected under Wildlife Protection Act. We can't uh, simply pile up the stocks of uh, Shrunga. Bruga Shrunga is the horn of the deer. So uh, it is regulated by the government. We cannot take it as it is. So once I heard one of the pharmacy has kept a lot of things which is uh, open purchase from market. And the wildlife um, department people, they approached them and asked for the bill and so many things. Then they had a lot of issues and they, they confiscated all those things and they burnt. So the huge uh, cry was there. So that's the reason. Rukashunga is also once again endangered or it is very highly protected under the Wildlife Protection Act. It will be difficult for us. But what the drugs we can use it in the respiratory system is easily available. And the best one is Vasa at our disposal. Arangi at our disposal easily it can be Tulsi, Karpura and even Trikatu. So these drugs are very good at our disposal. We can use it even to, the, to some extent Dashamula. Of course, there are some uh, controversies regarding the selection of the drugs in Dashamula. Otherwise, we have got plenty of these things available which can be used in those conditions. Pushkaramula, 
Definitely a drug of choice in Pashishula. There are certain companies producing Pushkara Mula in the form of Pushkara Amrita or Pushkara Mula Sabha. It is available in the market. But exactly the source it is a somewhat question mark with that. But it is not all available. It is not also true. It is available. People are using it. Maybe it is mixed with sometimes Kusta and sometimes Pushkara Mula. But typically this grows in a higher altitudes of Himalayas and those areas. And that's the reason the one who collected it. Uh, it's an unskilled labor, so definitely you have a chance of mixing those things. And once it is mixed up, it is very difficult to separate by the naked eye. Yes, Barangi is another masterstroke, uh, what Guruja sir said. Barangi, I think it is one of the underrated uh, herbs in the medical practice, especially when it comes to Kasa and Shwasa. One of the brilliant choices uh, in the respiratory condition, Barangi Kashaya itself. Just like Dashamula Kashai, if nothing is available like a poor man's uh, cashew nut, Dashamula is one of the best ones. Dashamula Kashai itself prepared hot and served fresh. So I think uh, it acts like a bronchodilector and really good. It also is helpful in uh, eradicating uh, the Parshashula. And yes, I found uh, what Guruja sir said uh, is one of the best choices there. And uh, thanks to Guruja sir for clarifying that uh, uh, legal issues related to Shunga Basma. One more uh, medicine I found uh, very effective in the uh, emergency conditions of respiratory conditions as an adjuvant or as a main uh, uh, medicine is the uh, Abrakabasma. Abrakabasma is uh, one medicine so which is really helpful apart from Shundarasma. Thank you, uh, sir. And I personally uh, think about Pushkarumala when there is a cardiac disorder associated with respiratory symptoms, especially in elderly people. These are major chemical constituents and any specific tip to identify the fresh herbs sir i mean if somebody goes to himalaya and if he encounters that typically the plant you can identify with has a yellow colored flowers and some like um, sunflower yes exactly the same type that is easy to identify them and once you can identify them you can plug it out and you can get the roots it is the only way we can uh, control over it otherwise it is very difficult when the dry sample of roots are given in the market very difficult to you know, bifurcate or separate that it is a pushkaramula or kusta but it is not even uh, impossible but it is possible but it requires a continuous and very fine observation so that you can make it out yeah, and because of its, uh, you know, because it's near its extension, even in exports also is banned for like legal export. I think Pushkaramruta is one easily available uh, formulation, uh, which is very effective. So I found it really effective in respiratory cases. Easy prescription, Pushkaramrutam, I think from Swadeshi Pharmacy. So it is uh, highly effective in these conditions. If you cannot uh, find Pushkaramula, identify it and prepare some medicines. Pushkaramula Sava, as already mentioned by Guru sir, and uh, Pushkaramrutam. So I think from Swadeshi Pharmacy. So these are the two best choices. Uh, containing Pushkara. Coming to its uh, Pushkara Mula's Guna and Karma, uh, it almost has all the qualities of a standard spice. Definitely, it is uh, Katu in nature. It has a Lagu Guna, Tishna Guna, that because of that piercing nature is there. That's the reason it uh, breaks open the Kapha and its Virya is Ushna, Vipaka is Katu. Typically, like any other which is uh, respiratory anti drugs which are used in the respiratory system, typically has these qualities. Because of these things, it clearly acts again as Vata as well as Kapha. It has a special effect even unto the cardiac origin. That's the reason when it is given to a patient with uh, hypertension or something like that, that needs to be 
watched under prescriptive and under, I mean, under the guidance and observation of the physician that he needs to be take these things in a longer, I mean, larger doses or a longer duration. It has a special effect on uh, particularly the blood pressure. Moving on. So there are various uh, shlokas. First one, Charak Samhita Sutasana, 25th chapter, Agra Sangraniya, as Gurudha Sara has already elaborated. Next is Bhav Prakasha, again, Kasa, Aruchi, Shwasa, Parsha, Shula is explained. Then Dhanvantari Niganta also explains similar thing, Katu, Ushna, Kapavata, Jet. Shofa is also especially mentioned there, Shofa and Admana in particular, Shwasa, Hikka, and also very similar uh, explanation even in the Raja Nigan too also. So this uh, this chart again explains all the uh, things that have already been discussed. Some antihistaminic activities there, it can be used in upper respiratory tract infection and allergic rhinitis conditions also. It can be used, but its activity is being more observed in particularly in respiratory system, that too in the lower respiratory system. When there is a difficulty in breathing because of the bronchitis condition or allergic bronchitis, such condition attacks everyone. There was a question, uh, is there a substitute or a closest second for Pushkaramula because it is endangered? You said that Kusta is used as a, you know, uh, used almost like a substitute. Does that sound good or, you know, Baringi or Vasa, etc. that we have already discussed? No, then, um, generally it is to, to be effective of that nature, it is better to be uh, substituted by Kusta. But once again, there is a problem with even Kusta because it is also endangered, it is also growing the same altitude. It also has all legal complications as similar to the Pushkaramula. So that's why so the one which is easily uh, cultivated and we can have it is Ulusi, Baringi, and Vasa, wonderful drugs are there with that and Pikachu. These can be used to uh, get back all the results what we need in the respiratory system. Some, uh, some patient has visited why they are some doctor and she has been prescribed Rishabhaka and she's searching all over for Rishabhaka and you know she asks like where, where we can get and it's, it's Already, you know, Rishabhaka was very rare to be seen even in the ancient times. That's why in Bhaprakasha and even Shangvara, you know, the uh, substitute, legal classical substitute has been mentioned for the Astavarga herbs. The herb choice may not be like elite or, you know, very rare. So, very rare does not necessarily mean that we have to go behind that. Even we have, if, if you know that we're not perfectly herbs can be substituted. Sir. Definitely, there is a, one, a big chapter in Vaishya Ratnavali where many drugs has been listed out and when it is not available, what best can be or what alternative can be taken, that listing has been done. It is our uh, Yukti, the treating physician, he has to understand what type of drug I am looking for and what are the qualities explained of those drugs in the Samhitas and Nigantus. So based on that, when the other drug which is very close to that be taken, uh, because it is Kapavata Shamaka and has Ushna Tikshna Guna, uh, I also found a few references of it being useful in atherosclerosis, uh, wherein a plaque has been developed. Uh, a very useful case where Pushkaramala can be used, sir. See, that's what I say that. Theory is something different what you find in the books or the Granthas. When we convert it into a practicality, it is very tricky 
and very confusing and it is challenging many times. It is not so easy to find Pushkara Mula in that abundance when compared to the so much of population for the atherosclerotic condition. We have better drugs which can be taken as Lekhana Dravya. Like even Chitraka is also very good. Guguru is also very good. Rukshamla is there. Lashuna is there. There are plenty of drugs which can be taken for the atherosclerotic condition. Particularly the Pushkara Mula, it is not available in so much of abundance. Hence, we are not in a position to make it a generalized statement that you go behind that drug and the drug becomes extinct totally if we go like that. So, and it is not possible to go for that and it is not the right kind of thing because we have got still better drugs for atherosclerotic conditions. Many even um, Maricha, Vacha, those drugs are also very good even Pramati Dravinas. They can clear the shrotasas. So these are very good in uh, overcoming the atherosclerotic conditions or arteriosclerotic conditions or even the hypercholesteremia, triglycerademia, that type of conditions. So these drugs are there. I don't uh, advise that to go behind Pushkaramula for these purposes. Pushkaramula is for Parshva Shula related with the continuous coughing or due to any pleurisy or due to any chest infection, if there is a pain in the flank, then the better drug would be Pushkaramula. In those conditions, specifically, if you use Pushkaramula, then it is good. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Sir. So, and there's a question on uh, usage of Aswas. So when should we prefer Aswas? Just to give a little bit of context here, there is this Asava and uh, there is this Arista, very similar to how there is Kashaya and then there is Himakalpana. In Asava, Herb powders are mixed with water, that is cold water, and uh, you know, prakshekadravyas, let's call them as spices, and then fermenting agent in the form of dataki, uh, maduka, etc. So they are used. And then, uh, so, and then there is, of course, one sweetening agent in the form of guda, or in daiquiri, or uh, candy sugar, or rock sugar. Uh, it, it will be there. So it is just herbs plus cold water. and. Arista is very similar, but it is uh, here there is hot water. Uh, sorry, I mean, herb plus water is converted into kashai or decoction. Then it is filtered and then it is mixed with the other things and put into fermentation. Usually, the differentiating factor between Kasava and Arista is the Ushnaguna versus Shizdaguna because there is buoyant process involved here. It is generally assumed to be hot in nature. Like, uh, some amount of hotness is there inherited in it because there is no boiling involved generally considered generally asavas are considered to be cold but this being the common assumption there are some uh, for, for example uh, chandanasava is generally slightly cold in nature and whatnot but there is yeah, there is some uh, exceptions here that you know when uh, when the herbal ingredients that are used are too pushed out you know excessively hot and that much hot is not required or to counter that excessive hotness or or when uh, there are uh, herbs with volatile principles that are used if you boil it it will you know evaporate away due to the heat produced uh, you know, when the boiling temperature, the water temperature goes above 60 degrees Celsius, most of the volatile principles start evaporating. So to avoid that also, Asavas? Uh, I, definitely all these things are there, but I don't think that Asavas are generally cold and Aristas are generally hot. Thing is, we have got people Asava, 
We have got Kumari as well. They are not code. Pushkaram Mahasava is another example in which you know most of the herbs and it is used uh, for the treatment of generally uh, of somebody as so, again Pushkaram Mahasava's benefits are explained as Shwasa, Kasa, that is uh, respiratory tract infections, uh, useful in even uh, Kshaya, Shota, Bhagandara, etc. And commonly used, uh, commonly available medicines with Pushkaramola, Shwasara, Kashaya, Panchakavagrata, uh, Arimedadi, Thaila is another one in which is used, Panchatitta Kashaya and Pushkaramola, which is. The doctors will be very grateful if you can address Ayurvedic perspective on probiotic and whether its intake is compulsory. For example, Takra, Kanjika, Sauda, preparations, etc. as claimed in Western traditions. Or can one maintain good health even without any exposure to fermented foods of any kind? To add to that, any contraindications for fermented foods? Definitely, the probiotic is a term used by the Western community, whereas in Ayurveda, very clearly, they have attributed this type of things to the fermented foods like Takra, Kanjika, and all these things. In this particularly Takra, very clearly they have mentioned Bojanante Kimpeyam, very clearly mentioned Bojanante Takram. So very clearly at the end of the food you need to take Takra. That's the reason why it helps in the digestion process and it helps to maintain the gut bacteria and it helps to create the sufficient Vata and Agni and it also has a Grahi Tattva, it helps in absorption. So for that reason Takra has been mentioned. And very clearly, consuming that type of fermented things will definitely increase the uh, chances of digestion increases inside the body because it makes the body, I mean, that uh, foods to get digested and assimilated. So I suggest usually our food should be having something as at the end of the food like takra or something like that which is probiotic nature maybe it has even one spoon of dadi is also so takra is the best someone has asked can it be taken even after breakfast also or is, is it only after dinner we need to understand the concept here that is that something like takra should be taken at the other concept there is no differentiation of breakfast and dinner and that everything very clearly, I have mentioned the Annakala. There is only two Annakala. In, during Annakala, whatever the Anna you consume it, later that you use this Takra. That's the reason they have mentioned Bojanante. It doesn't mean Bojana means only the meals. Even the Tiffan, whatever we consider nowadays, and, and consuming those things at the time of Annakala with a you know, full stomach. That is also act as a Bojana. Yeah, so without even knowing about uh, the probiotics or mentioning probiotics, even before the word probiotics took its origin. So we have been, uh, as a past part of our customer tradition, we have been using uh, Takra and Pradi in our foods. So like, uh, so down south, we also take at the end of uh, the meals, as Guruji sir said. So there is a habit of... Uh, uh, taking the rice with uh, curds or rice with uh, buttermilk so if we end the or drinking a glass of uh, buttermilk with a little bit of uh, ginger or some spice or uh, curry leaves or whatever the family practices go upon so even without uh, even before much before uh, these uh, terms probiotics and other things came into origin buttermilk uh, curds or uh, yogurt what we can call it as they were part and parcel of our food always so yeah definitely and we need to see the other way also i have found many of my patients telling that they are not compatible or their kids are not at all taking curds or buttermilk 
even if uh, they are forced into the diet like it has come through the tradition of our family please take these things you have to take uh, so even if it is implemented on the kids kids are not ready to take uh, buttermilk slowly slowly the tradition has stopped of taking buttermilk or curds uh, kids have started uh, getting uh, aversion towards those things they, they don't take it and uh, parents are uh, also concerned whether we are giving probiotics to the kids or not they are uh, once curds, uh, curds is given or buttermilk is given the kids puke so a lot of mess up is there with uh, the food so even we need to see that particular point point number three is uh, compatibility many people don't have compatibility taking the so probably the evolution of the quality of uh, curds and also the buttermilk probably we don't know what type of uh, uh, how good it is right now so in ancient times it was prepared in home it was stored in home it was taken nowadays we purchase it from the market how good it is we don't know so people have aversion so many people have said that uh, they have never taken uh, buttermilk or curds in their life and still they are feeling healthy they don't have gut related issues at all so probably it also goes to the personalized concept also so considering all these conditions we may take it as uh, it goes according to the practices individual choices customized food or the foods which has come into the practice in the families taking as a practice not taking also as a practice and slow detachment and still not uh, finding any problems related to the gut so there are so many dimensions uh, we need to see about those things but having said that uh, these two are uh, important ingredients of uh, the indian food it's very clear <laughs> we need to understand why this uh, probiotic or something like that has came into existence they observed this there is a supportive bacteria inside our gut which is supporting the digestion process and what can improve it based on that you can observe in the market we have got a lot of lactobacillus capsules tablets are available even the granules are available many antibiotic drugs are also associated or given with some lactobacillus they mention it as uh, something like amoxicillin uh, lb that's the reason why that uh, sporlax so so many drugs are there so the reason is they know that when antibiotics are given it is going to kill the, uh, the supportive bacteria also inside the gut so that's the reason they want to give it a supportive bacteria probiotic bacteria in order to improve their um, colony so that is the reason they'll uh, use these drugs and probably ayurveda people they are very clever and they understood this how it is going to help and where is the probiotic material and how to consume it that's the reason the acharyas are very clearly mentioned bhojananthe kim peyam how it should be taken what is the grahi lakshana of this or why it is called as grahi takra is grahi all these things and when it should not be consumed very clearly said takra should not be consumed during uh, particularly grishmarutu so all these things are very clearly mentioned because it is ushna in nature and uh, people are very fond of consuming lassi in uh, northern part of india throughout the year they consume it and if you consume in that way that there is a trouble you should understand that your kapha and pitta will increase like anything so that we need to understand but uh, why the king as dr agram sir said why that um, children are uh, facing a problem in uh, towards are getting aversion towards these things is because they are tech savvy and they are uh, driven by the market and they want to see everything in the form of advertisement nobody is there to advertise that you drink um, takra nobody is giving an advertisement of that kind so that's why they are not um, accustomed to that 
so when something is of this nature is there then we need to adopt these things at home so mother has to take the leading role in um, cultivating these habits of good habits and what should be eaten and what should not be so that's the reason acharyas are very clear what should be taken at what time and how it should be taken at what quantity and typically takra is of the best the best after the foods i like the problem in america right now even when i try to get the best a2 milk it is not the same as the indian milk i still have digestive issues idli and these kind of things the problem is urad being hard, little heavy to digest for me so i get stuck like oh am i missing out on something without which i cannot have good health that i am not able to take fermented food at all see we have uh, many other modalities and many other things are there one is the best one is takra when you are unable to get the good quality takra or are unable to uh, get the good quality milk to convert it into that and if you are still having a problem with the yogurt and which is not exactly what ayurveda has spoken about then you have a problem with the digestion of udar uh, there is something like that or the black gram uh, in the form of idlis and dosas okay no issues you can still go for uh, typically the kanji is there that is also a fermented one that also help you you can prepare in that formation but whenever there is a issues with the black grams and uh, it's unable to digest all those things you can use plenty of uh, ginger to that ginger will help to digest those things so coming to this takra and uh, takra especially it is uh, the best one as we have been emphasizing uh, myself uh, guruja sir dr hebar sir also and ayurveda has also emphasized takra as the best for gastrointestinal system and also as a medicine for we should see it as a diet and also a, when regularly taken it prevents it is also a preventive medicine for many gastrointestinal conditions like a diarrhea or a stool going in ayurvedic terms atisara grahini arshas for all these conditions takra is a preventive medicine a curative medicine an important diet and uh, almost a wholesome uh, diet we can consider it as with practice it goes having said that as karuna ji was asking uh, we should not develop the concept of guilt food so this is another uh, concept guilt foods so like if i am i am taking this i am taking this right or not so what happens more than taking a buttermilk curd rice or dal it plays on our mind and it becomes a, uh, it it uh, it is saved as a bad file in our subconscious levels like we start feeling guilty so like we haven't taken this particular uh, food for a particular period of time so what might happen with me as long as we are enjoying the geographical foods available in our region we are adapting to the seasons and also the food habits and the lifestyle activities of wherever we are we are compatibly syncing with whatever is in and around and everything around is thinking with us as long as we are doing that so the adjustment phenomenon i am telling so as as long as we don't have adjustment uh, uh, problems i think uh, we should not be developing some guilt towards any food the guilt towards any food taking or not taking for a long time may develop as an interior stress and that stress itself will cause many gastrointestinal disorders rather than taking or not taking that particular food and uh, having said that so ayurveda also has substitutes for those who have uh, uh, some uh, aversions towards taking the uh, takra if there is a probiotic imbalance in the body so 
we and also gastrointestinal disorders like grahini atisara or arsha whatever is manifested we have takrarishta medicines like takrarishta and also we have a takrabasti so see the intelligence of ayurveda they have also the plan b of introducing takra into the system uh the medicines that is the basti prepared with takra will be given through the anal route so the other route of introducing uh, uh, takra and also trying to balance the uh, probiotics and also the bacterial flora everything in the large intestine as a remedy for diseases like grahini so there is also a plan b for this things so these are the points i want to add i would like to add two points but already one point has rightly mentioned by dr gram sir regarding uh, takrarista i wouldn't i wanted to tell that there is one even um, medicine also in the name of takra but already pointed out by dr gram sir very clearly the other point so whenever there is a problem related with that we are having difficulty of uh, consuming uh, or non availability of any fermented food still the options are left open you can go for the seedu that is a vinegar pakkorasa seedu and apakkorasa seedu is also there vinegars are there to some quantity they are also going to help you to have the fermented foods that will help the, the things to get digested like there is this modern fermented liquids available uh, in the form of like a kefir even pickles are also prepared uh, again with vinegar soy sauce uh, sauerkraut sausages and balsamic vinegar are few of the examples cider and even for the wine also and there is uh, there is this famous theory on why we should have uh, fermented food this is basic science talks about like probiotic gut health other things and because in the process of fermentation one form of the food mainly the liquid entirely transformed into another form so similarly whenever uh, i have heard from a senior ayurveda doctor that whenever there is problems associated with the tissue conversion or dhatu uh, poshana from one form to the other maybe to the rasa to rakta rakta to mamsa uh, uh, where there is this problem there uh, fermented foods and fermented medicines make sense uh, if, if famous examples given are when rasa to rakta is when there is an issue with that say loha sava comes to the mind and uh, you know so swana so for rakta to mamsa maybe ashwagandha rista so i mean this is just one theory which i heard from a, a very famous uh, doctor namaste vaidhi ji um i have a little different question i just would like to know how to explain for medical audience in western medical terms what is manovaha srotas and how they function typically manovaha srotas is we can correlate to some extent the neurological uh, conditions as well as some nerve related issues but it is not only simply nerves it also includes the cardiovascular system as well as neurology so both things together manovaha srotas because ayurveda says manas present in hrudaya and even many times it is all over also so that is the reason we have a two typical pathways that can be taken into consideration while explaining the manovaha srotas very good so then i could say it's like neuro neurological cardiovascular pathways neuralar and maybe also sensory and uh, motor pathways could we say like that it, it cannot be simply motor pathway because 
in manomaya sutras most of the things what it comes is the higher mental functions of discussion observation or absorption of the materials or sankalpa or uh, finalizing it or making a decision or something like that these things will come which is bad which is good how it is good what is right what is wrong all these comes and these decisions will take place in the manomaya sutras whereas simply when we convert into a motor things then it becomes a neurological pathway there many other including the paksha data the paralysis and so many other things will come yeah to the question asked by victoria ji manovasrotas uh, see manas is considered to be a ubhayendriya so it is a gnanendriya as well as a karmendriya it has dual functions to sarva so like it is a sensory system entire sensory system right from what i see what i perceive what the message goes inside how it is analyzed and what is the reaction to it so a senso motor cycle what we can call it as so since it is both a gnanendriya and a karmendriya the entire sensory system taking the information and the motor system giving a response to that sensory system everything comes under the purview of uh, manas so beyond that manas and vata has very close uh, relationship niyanta praneta cha manasah in vayus functions it is said niyanta praneta cha manasah so it is a controller and activator of manas vayu is more powerful than the uh, manas so as gurudev sir said the vayu system is totally the nervous system so here the nervous system the sensory pathways the motor responses everything in a combined way can be considered as manovah srotas and hrudaya is said to be the seat of manovah srotas now hrudaya again has been classified into urogata hrudaya and shirogata hrudaya by some scholars hrudaya is of two types that is one which is located in the chest that is an anatomical heart shirogata hrudaya that which is located in the head so that is the brain and the central nervous system so when we considered hrudaya as the moola as the root of the manovah srotas here the entire brain and the nervous system also will come into the consideration of manovah srotas so the brain the nervous system the sensory pathways and also the motor responses everything clubbed together can be considered as manovah srotas and also in the in some uh cases where some organs or some channels are explained from the physiological point of view especially when we are explaining it to a, a medical fraternity we need not play their game and we can explain it with a pure ayurvedic sense only definitely we need to explain that based on ayurvedic parameters only wherever something is somewhat coincidental and it is meeting the the sayings of ayurveda then we can take the help of them just for the better understanding uh, talking about the fermentation concept again there are uh, products probiotic products available like beet kavas they make using the vegetables and fruits uh, fruit vinegars and also Uh, people are nowadays making the yogurt and milks out of the nuts like cashew nut curd almond sesame curd so are these okay to use or uh, is it uh, harmful for the body please can it is very difficult to just say they are bad or they are good because we need to understand that what they are because somewhere some people have developed something and they branded it as cashew curd this cashew curd is a new term we need to understand what is there what they have done it 
then we need to understand the resaguna viripaka of those uh, drugs present in that the dravya present in that then only we can say that whether it is good or whether it is bad or anything like that so that's a, these are the new terms and new coined varieties and new explanations given by the the one who has invented or someone who has created these or discovered these something like that so we need to assess those things then only we can say whether it is good to body or not or whether it under the principles of ayurveda or not that that are things we need to understand cashew nut curd the process of making is just like the milk where we add the culture of little curd and the curd is formed so instead of regular milk they use other nut milks see this is something which is in white in color they call it as milk it doesn't mean yes. that it is milk so many a times it is so that it is consistency is something like curd then they call it as a curd yes. it is not so that the why that the term dadi I mean, has been explained which is from the animal origin and it is like that only it cannot be taken as something that from the other type of things and they call it as a, something like from the herbal origin or something like that and say that it is dadi it cannot be just for the sake of things people say so many words and coin terms are there but we need to understand it's basically in its rasaguna viryopaka then only we can say whether it is good or bad or whether it is um, helpful to the body or whether it can be taken in particular season or it should not be taken or it, how it should be consumed or in what way it is good all those things yeah so to nilimaji's question uh, see the job of the food industry is to introduce new products and new combinations and ayurveda has spoken about viruddha ahara already so we never know what combinations will uh, not with uh, yogurt not with milk what what the combination is going to yield we don't know rasavira vipaka as duraja sir rightly mentioned so after studying if ayurveda people are taking up this particular work they need to do a thorough research so food industry is getting different combinations of foods not with something something with something so x plus y y plus z some combinations because they need to stay in the market new things are introduced and made popularized they are pushed on the customers uh, and later it is absorbed so if if there is a good feedback it continues if there is a bad feedback and uh, some bad repercussions or some uh, horrible things going on with that particular food it is immediately withdrawn some explanation is given and all those things so the food industry is existing in this way it's also a lobby in in uh, some countries and at some places so different combinations are made and released into the market we are tempted once we know that okay this is a new combination let me try so that uh, if if the temptation sticks on with it and everything goes good it becomes a popular food otherwise it becomes an unpopular food but there are chances that the combination may act as viruddha ahara so a bad and odd combinations over a period of time so we need to be cautious about uh, Uh, these things like uh, we know these are we, these are unknown foods so like suddenly coming into the marketing unknown combinations uh, we need to be wary about that and uh, wait and see how the long process goes on with those particular foods whether they get popular or not before consumption and also okay. and also we have the right to make uh, choices of food that is very important uh, so nobody can push anything on us so it is our individual choices how we uh, look at that particular food it, will it be good for me and for my family will i Uh, take it and and all those things so the independent choices and the right to consume a particular food and make choices is also left out to us so we need to be responsible the concept of viruddhahara itself has been explained to generate uh, an emotion of responsibility within us while making food choices even not only that people while keeping the names of the combinations of the new discoveries they try to keep those names which are very familiar to the population Right, it is easy for them to push those things. 
instead Absolutely of right. cashew nut he says a cashew nut sauce then it is a new thing the people will take with a caution when he says cashew nut curds because the people are very familiar to that something like that so something which is very popular accordingly that names naming will be kept or sometimes to attract those things uh, typically the photos are been placed with some new names something new in the market like that they'll be totally uh, pushing with new things into the thing and people are very fond of uh, experiencing the new things they always go and try explore rightly said sir rightly said like they are exploring the things see ultimately we should not forget that it is uh, we human beings one group is product producing the food and another group is marketing that particular food so like uh, the production and consumer if there is a balance then that is a super hit formula so we don't know what will be the effect but the more the takers the more the buyers the more popular the food goes on so probably 10 years ahead this will be one of the most popular foods we never know or it will go away from the market within a year so these are all the temporary foods so experimented on the human being so we ultimately should not be the uh, like points of experimentation so responsibility is very important here in making choices of food and also sir if at all we want to go for fermented foods uh, fermented liquids if you want to prepare on our own probably the uh, you know the fala sava also even is mentioned by charaka would come into picture just just pulling out a few ingredients which are you know quite commonly available and have already been mentioned for example grapes is there as one of the sources of asavas as mentioned by charaka himself dates grapes uh, gambari fruit parushaka uh, falsa fruit haritaki amla fruit jamun kapitta jujube fruit bear fruit anasa is there ashwatha udumbra etc so at least there are some traditionally mentioned ingredients which can be used for the fermentation and to make our own this one uh, because in the in the cool area uh, i think they prepare with dates fermented liquid with dates which is very famous and palm the palm palmyra palm also sir in kurg district of karnataka they are been allowed to prepare wine at home and they are doing it with the rice the paddy by using paddy they make uh, wine and it is allowed because this type of wines they observe it in the listing of those fruits all those fruits from the year for get started with dates kashmiriya and um, draksha they observe that panasa all these things are very typically the one which used for making of wines so they have a capacity to um, digest the foods that's the reason they have been um, using in that and they are good to the gut also to some extent of course all these should be taken in the therapeutic dosage it should not be beyond the therapeutic dosage how many months after delivery the baby women can consume takra maybe after 2 to 3 months usually the purpurium period is somewhere between 2 to 3 months and after that it can be consumed only during uh, if the purpurium period is falling in the winter seasons little bit caution should be there otherwise no issues we can go for it after 2 to 3 months you can go for the consumption of takra that brings to uh, the end of this session so see you in the next session of guru bada